All meetings are to be open and closed promptly according to the Circle 7 in love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. All rise, please, and face the east. We stand facing the east for the Morris American Prayer with our heels together. Feet at a 45 degree angle and holding up two fingers on the right, five on the left. Repeat after me. Allah, the father of the universe. Father of the universe. The, universe. the father of love. Truth, peace, peace, freedom, freedom, and justice. Allah is my protector, my guide, and my salvation. By night and by day, through his holy prophet, through Ali. Amen. Islam Moors, I want to announce this meeting is now open. This is the Moore Science Temple of America, Muslim Mission 30, Columbus, Ohio. First and foremost, we always rise and give the highest praise to the Most High, our Father God, Allah. We extend honors to our divine prophet, Noble Drew Ali, for bringing us our divine creed and nationality. We also extend honors to the forerunner to the prophet, our brother Marcus Mosiah Garvey. We stand honors to all the Adam sheets of faithful Moors that make up the grand body of the Moorish divine and national movement. We also stand honors to the first appointed Supreme Grand Sheik, and that's our brother Emily Ill. We also stand honors to the current Supreme Grand Sheik and Grand Council of the Moorish Science Temple of America, and honors to all the faithful Muslims here on this call. Islam, Brother Jackson Bay, would you please read our divine constitution and bylaws? <coughs> Islam, Sheikh, I rise giving perfect praise to Allah and honors to the Prophet Jurali, honors to the forefathers and foremothers, and honors to the Asiatic nations and the Muslims all over the world. Salvation, Allah, unity, the more science temple of America, the divine constitution and bylaws. Act 1, the Grand Sheikh and the chairman of the more science temple of America is empowered to make law and enforce law with the assistance of the Prophet and the grand body of the more science temple of America. The assistant Grand Sheikh is to assist the Grand Sheikh and all affairs if he lives according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice, and it is known before the members of the Morris Science Temple of America. Act 2. All meetings are to be open and closed promptly according to Circle 7 in love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Friday is our holy day of rest, because on a Friday the first man was formed in flesh, and on a Friday the first man departed out of flesh and ascended unto his father God Allah. For that cause, Friday is the holy day for all Muslims all over the world. Act 3, love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice must be proclaimed and practiced by all members of the Morris Science Temple of America. No member is to put in danger or accuse falsely his brother or sister on any occasion at all that may harm his brother or sister because a lie is love. Act 4, all members must, must preserve these holy and divine laws and all members must obey the laws of the government because by being a Morris American, you are part and partial of the government and must live the life accordingly. Act 5, this organization of the Morris Science Temple of America is not to cause any confusion or to overthrow the laws and constitution of the said government, but to obey hereby. Act 6, with us, all members must proclaim their nationality. 
and we are teaching our people their nationality and their divine creed that they may know that they are part and partial of this said government and know that they are not Negroes, colored folks, black people, or Ethiopians, because these names were given to slaves by slaveholders in 1779 and lasted until 1865 during the time of slavery. But this is a new era of time now, and all men now must proclaim their free national names to be recognized by the government in which they live and the nations of the earth. This is the reason why Allah, the great God of the universe, ordained Nobu Jiwali, the prophet, to redeem his people from their sinful ways. The Moorish Americans are the descendants of the ancient Moabites, whom inhabited the northwestern and southwestern shores of Africa. Act 7. All members must promptly attend their meetings and become part and partial of all uplifting acts of the Moorish Science Temple of America. Members must pay their dues and keep in line with all necessities of the Moorish Science Temple of America. Then you are entitled to the name of faithful. Husband. You must support your wife and children. Wife, you must obey your husband, take care of your children, and look after the duties of your household. Sons and daughters must obey father and mother and be industrious and become part of the uplifting of fallen humanity. All Moorish Americans must keep their hearts and minds pure with love and their bodies clean with water. This divine covenant is from your holy prophet, Abu Jawali, through the guidance of his father, God Allah. Moorish American prayer founder, Founder, Nobujuali, founder, Moorish American prayer, a lot. Pardon me, I'm sorry. I'm Moorish American prayer, a lot. The father of the universe, the father of love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Allah is my protector, my God, and my salvation. By night and by day, through his holy prophet, Juali, amen. Uh, Islam, Islam, Islamism. Uh, Happy Sunday. Peace and love. Islamism, gratitude, brother. Uh, Sister Lachey L., would you please read our additional laws? Islam. All right, so give all praise to the great Father God Allah, honors to the Prophet, Noble Jurali, honors to the forerunner, Marcus Messiah Garvey, honors to all Muslims on the call. And honors to all Muslims around the world. Questionary and additional laws for the Moorish Americans by the Prophet Noble Jali. Act one, grand sheiks and governors and heads of all temple, all business. Each said temple must be approved by the Prophet Noble Jali. Before acting upon by any members, let it be finance, property, or any line of life that will cause the members to sacrifice finance, ETC, that will cause the support of any group of members. Any former officer that violates these laws is subject to be removed from his office under a heavy restriction, ETC, by the prophet or the grand sheet. Act two, all members are to attend their adept meetings and their public meetings promptly. If a member is found standing around on their meeting period, shall be fined 50 cents on the first case, and on the second, he will be fined $1, which will go on your emergency fund. If a member is working, his monthly dues must be paid, and if he has money in the bank, he must subscribe for as much as he is able to the Moorish Uplifting Fund because it takes finance to uplift the nation. Act three, it is the lawful and divine duty of every good member if he is able in finance to aid me in saving the nation. And if he does not, he is an enemy to the cause of uplifting his, his own people and justice must catch you. Let it be he or she according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice as I have the power invested in my hands 
and I would have to enforce the law in order to save the nation. Act four, all members while up making a public speech must not use any assertion against the American flag or speak radical against the church or any member of any organized group because we're to teach love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Act five, all members must promptly attend their meetings and send their children to Sunday school and the teacher must confirm himself to the questionnaire and let every member exercise his five senses who is able to do so because out of your Sunday school comes the guiders of the nation. Act six, with us, all members must proclaim their nationality and we're teaching our people their nationality and their divine creed that they may know that they are a part and parcel of this that government and know that they are not Negroes, color folks, black people, or Ethiopians, because these names were given to slaves by slaveholders in 1779 and lasted until 1865 during the time of slavery. But this is a new era of time now. And all men now must proclaim their free national name to be recognized by the government in which they live and the nations of the earth. This is the reason why Allah, the great God of the universe, ordained Noble Ali, the prophet, to redeem his people from their sinful ways. The Moorish Americans are the descendants of the ancient Moabites who inhabited the northwestern and southwestern shores of Africa. Act seven, all members must promptly attend their meetings and become a part and a parcel of all uplifting acts of the Moorish Science Temple. Members must pay their dues and keep in line with all necessities of the Moorish Science Temple, being entitled to the name of faithful. Husband, you must support your wife and children. Wife, you must obey your husband and take care of your children and look after the duties of your household. Sons and daughters must obey father and mother and be industrious and become part of the uplifting of fallen humanity. All Moorish Americans must keep their hearts and mind pure with love and their bodies clean with water. This divine covenant is from your holy prophet, Noble Jurali, through the guidance of his father God, Allah. Islam, happy Sunday, Muslims. Islam, sister, and gratitude. Brother Kobe, would you please read our writs? Islam, Grand Sheik, arise, give perfect praise to our great God, Allah. Rise, give honors to our prophet, Noble Jurali. Rise, give honors to the forerunner, Marcus Mazai Garvey. Rise, give honors to all Muslims on the call and on the planet. Prophet warns all Muslims to be ready in every meeting. I hereby inform all members they must end all radical speeches while at work in their homes and on the streets. We are for peace and not destruction. Stop flashing your cards, Europeans. It causes confusion. Remember, your card is for your salvation. Failure to obey these orders will be a severe consequence. We are for love, truth, peace, freedom. And when these principles are violated, justice must then take its course. Any member or group of members who hold malicious feelings towards the temple or the prophet or violate the divine covenant of the Moorish movement will receive their rewards from Allah for their unjust deeds. All true Moors will and must obey the law laid down to them by their prophet. If they lose confidence in their prophet, they should turn in their card and button, cease wearing their turban and fez, and return to the state where I, the prophet, found you. There's a holy and divine movement founded by the prophet Noble Juali, and if the prophet is not right, the temple is not right. The prophet, therefore, is sending out a divine plea to all Moorish Americans. They do their part in protecting the prophet and the temple. This is an everlasting movement founded by the prophet through the will of Allah to redeem his people from their sinful ways. Peace, Noble Juali. Peace, Noble Juali. 
to be proclaimed in every meeting. Islam, I am glad to know I have a few faithful moors among you all, and I desire for them to know the truth and the divine truth. There's a host of jealousy about me and the movement now by the same people of our side of the nation that claimed that I was a joke and unreal. But now, since they found out from the government officials and the nations of the earth that it's the only sole foundation that all Ajax must depend upon for their earthly salvation as American citizens, they are working every scheme that they can to disqualify me so they may take charge of the situation. I have notified, I have notified all these things to you long ago in the past. It is through the faithful moors that attribute to the movement and uplifting funds. The ones that pay their divine respects to me and the movement will be remembered. That is why I'm calling upon all faithful moors to increase their faithfulness to me, your prophet, and your divine moors movement. I need finance, and I need it badly. Never before have I needed finance so badly as I do at present, so I can shove aside the discord that is facing the nation. It all comes through jealousy because of my fame and nobility. The nations of the world will not recognize the movement without I, the prophet, being hit. It has been proven by my works, which I have performed in the past few years. Prophet, Noble Drew Ali. To the members of the Moore Science Temple of America, Islam, this is instruction from your prophet, Noble Drew Ali. Be faithful unto your forefather, divine and national creed, that you will be blessed for your good deeds that you sow in the flesh. Allah is the one that judges the world, and his judgment is on now, but the weak can comprehend it not. Then the times are drawing near, so says Allah to his divine prophet, I know with Ali, and that is why many hearts are turned to stone, many have eyes to see, but cannot see, ears to hear, but cannot hear, least they'll be confounded of their sins. These are the trying hours now, dear Moors, and every evil spirit is moving. And they are trying every weak mind to overthrow and drag out the true foundation that has been laid and to cause confusion in the minds of the ones that do believe. But if you have the true love of Allah and the spirit of your forefather, you fear not what you hear or see, but will sacrifice the utmost of your very life to protect your movement and your prophet. Watch your enemies, dear Morris. Your enemies are the ones that speak against your prophet and ridicule him to the very lowest. And the ones that speak against your divine and national principles of your temples. Act accordingly, and Allah will bless you for your good work. Peace, your divine prophet, Noble Juali. Islam, Islam, Islam is. Peace and love, Moors. All right, gratitude, Brother Islam. Brother Seymour Bay, would you please read our divine warning? Islam, Grand Sheep. First, I rise and give praise to the Most High, Father God Allah. I give honors to our holy prophet, Noble Jirali, for bringing us a divine creed and nationality. I give honors to the forerunner to the prophet, our brother Marcus Garvey. I extend honors to all the members of the Moorish Science Temple of America and to all you faithful Muslims on the call. Peace and blessings. A divine warning by the prophet for the nations. The citizens of all free national governments, according to their national constitution, are all of one family bearing one free national name. Those who fail to recognize the free national name of their constitutional government are classed as undesirables and are subject to all inferior names and abuses and mistreatments that the citizens care to bestow upon them. And it is a sin for any group of people to violate the national constitutional laws of a free national government 
and cling to the names and the principles that dilute slavery. I, the prophet, was prepared by the great God Allah to warn my people to repent from their sinful ways and go back to that state of mind to their forefathers' divine and national principles, that they will be law abiders and receive their divine right as citizens according to the free national constitution that was prepared for all free national beings. They are to claim their own free national name and religion. There is but one issue for them to be recognized by this government and of the earth, and it comes only through the connection of the Moorish divine national movement which is incorporated in this government and recognized by all other nations of the world. And through it, they and their children can receive their divine rights unmolested by other citizens that they can cast a free national ballot at the polls under the free national constitution of the state's government and not under granted privilege as has been the existing condition for many generations. You who doubt whether I, the prophet and my principles are right for the redemption of my people, go to those that know law in the city hall and among the officials in your government and ask them under an intelligent tone and they will be glad to render you a favorable reply for they're glad to see me bring you out of darkness into light. Money doesn't make the man. It is the free national standards and power that makes a man and a nation. The wealth of all national governments, gold and silver and commerce belong to the citizens alone. And without your national citizenship by name and principles, you have no true wealth. And I'm hereby calling on all true citizens that stand for a national free government and the enforcement of the constitution to help me in my great missionary work because I need all support from all true American citizens of the United States of America. Help me to save my people who have fallen from the constitutional laws of the government. I'm depending on your support to get them back to the constitutional fold again, that they will learn to love instead of hate and will live according to love, truth, peace, freedom and justice supporting our free national constitution of the United States of America. I love my people and I desire their unity and mine back to their own free national and divine standard because day by day they have been violating the national constitutional laws of their government by claiming names and principles that are unconstitutional. If Italians, Greeks, English, Chinese, Japanese, Turks and Arabians are forced to proclaim their free national name and religion before the constitutional government of the United States of America, it is no more than right that the law should be enforced upon all other American citizens alike. In all other governments, when a man is born and raised there and asked for his national descent name, and if he fails to give it, he is misused, imprisoned, or exiled. Any group of people that fail to answer up to the constitutional standards of law by name and principles, because to be a citizen of any government, you must claim your national descent name because they place their trust upon issue and names formed by their forefathers. The word Negro deludes in the Latin language to the word nigger, the same as the word colored deludes to anything that is painted, varnished, and dyed. And every nation must bear a national descent name of their forefathers, because honoring thy fathers and thy mothers, your days will be lengthened upon this earth. These names have never been recognized by any true American citizen of this day. Through your free national name, you are known and recognized by all nations of the earth that are recognized by said national government in which they live. The 14th and 15th Amendments brought the North and the South in unit, placing the Southerners who were at that time without power with the constitutional body of power. And at that time, 1865, the free national constitutional law that was enforced since 1774 declared all men 
equal, and free. And if all men are declared by the free national constitution to be free and equal, since that constitution has never been changed, there is no need for the application of the 14th and 15th Amendments for the salvation of our people and citizens. So there isn't but one supreme issue for my people to use to redeem that which was lost, and that is through the above statements. Then the lion and the lamb can lie down together in yonder hills, and neither will be harmed, because love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice will be reigning in this land. In those days, the United States will be one of the greatest civilized and prosperous governments of the world. But if the above principles are not carried out by the citizens and my people in this government, the worst is yet to come. Because the great God of the universe is not pleased with the works that are being performed in North America by my people. And this great sin must be removed from the land to save it from enormous earthquakes, diseases, etc. And I, the prophet, do herein believe that this administration of the government being more wisely prepared by more genius citizens that believe in their free national constitution and laws. And through the help of such classes of citizens, I, the prophet, truly believe that my people will find the true and divine way of their forefathers and learn to stop serving carnal customs and merely ideas of man that have never done them any good, but have always harmed them. So I, the prophet, am hereby calling aloud with a divine plea to all true American citizens to help me to remove this great sin which has been committed and is being practiced by my people in the United States of America, because they know it is not the true and divine way, and without understanding, they have fallen from the true light into utter darkness of sin. There is not a nation on earth today that will recognize them socially, religiously, politically, or economically, ETC, in their present condition of their endeavorment in which they themselves try to force upon a civilized world. They will not refrain from their sinful ways of action, and their deeds have brought Jim Crowism, segregation, and everything that brings harm to human beings on earth. And they have fought the Southerner for all these great misuses. But I have traveled in the South and have examined the conditions there, and it is the works of my people continuously practicing the things which bring dishonor, disgrace, and disrespect to any nation that lives the life. And I'm hereby calling on all true American citizens for moral support and finance to help me in my great missionary work to bring my people out of darkness into marvelous light from the prophet islam islam islamism peace and blessings family islam brother and gratitude gratitude much gratitude so uh let's let's go ahead and get started today moors we're going to be Going into our Quran questionnaire, going over questions, uh, the last 10 questions, 91 through 101. And uh, here we go. Okay, so... Um, Please read these with me, whether you're reading them out loud or in your head, and we'll, of course, go over the questions again. Um, let's go ahead and start at 90. Can a man be a Negro, Black, or colored? Of course not, right? The answer is no. Why? Because of my, man is made in the image and after the likeness of God, Allah. 92. What title does Satan give himself? God. Will you define the word white? White means purity. 
Purity means God and God means the ruler of the land. To whom do we refer to at times as being the great God? Allah. The answer is Allah. Is the devil made in the image and likeness of Allah? No. He is the shadow of our lower selves and will pass away. 96. Who made the devil? Elohim. 97. Who is Elohim? Elohim is the seven creative spirits that created everything that was, is, and evermore to be. 98. What is Elohim sometimes called? The seven eyes of Allah. 99. How many days are in the circle? Seven days. How many days are in creation? Seven days. According to science, how many days are in a year? Seven days. Islam, so not 365 or 364 and a quarter or, you know, whatever they're saying um, is seven days. All right. So just going back up there to number 90, can a man be a Negro, Black, colored or Ethiopian? Of course not. Right. We know those are marks. Those are all adjectives. Those are all put on us to limit us and to define us. They actually define those terms as a permanent slave uh, a permanent lower uh, class citizen or a permanent slave. All right. Um, something I wanted to share with y'all. But first, let's let's go into back to the divine warning that Brother Seymour Bay read. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Okay, so looking at the divine one and by the prophet for the nations. All right. All right, so um the citizens of all free national governments according to their national constitution, are all of one family, bearing one free national name. Those who fail to recognize the free national name of their constitutional government are classed as undesirables and are subject to all inferior names and abuses and mistreatments that the citizens care to bestow upon them. And it is a sin, it's a sin for any group of people to violate the national constitutional laws of a free national government and cling to the names and principles that delude to slavery, right? So we obviously, we understand this, but the rest of our people don't, right? And this this has to be understood. We can't continue to cling to the, the names and the principles that delude to slavery. We can pull up the Negro Act and actually show people how Negro in law was um created right to or how it was defined as an enslaved african right the descendants of enslaved africans okay so we we can actually pull that up and show people how this was done in law all right we had the sundry free moors act 
where the um, in South Carolina, um, you had a group of people who would today would be classified as black, who back then petitioned the South Carolina House of Rep- Representatives to be recognized as Moors, right? Why did they do this? Because they understood that because of their appearance, because of who they were, they would they would be classified as Negroes under the Negro Act of 1740, right? So there were some people who understood this, right? They knew that they were getting lumped in to this slave caste, a caste system, okay? And it's very real. And um, it says here, like specifically, you will suffer if you cling to those labels that delude to slavery. There's no way around it. So obviously, you know, we're preaching to the choir. We don't want to do that. We as more as we know better. But, you know, for others, right, this is important to see. So this is, I, I would advise everybody to also to share this video with family, friends, right? A lot of them have no idea that there, there are things called black codes, right? The Christian black codes, laws that were actually passed defining and limiting us right? And this is not made up. It's something that everybody could go and look up. Black codes, right? You see here, it says 1864 to 1865, but this is throughout the 1800s, right? Black codes are code word for slave codes. They're the same thing, right? You look in the Encyclopedia Britannica, black codes, slave code, same thing, right? So defining and con- um confining us they defined it the term negro is confined to slave africans the ancient berbers and their descendants right so you come from slavery that's it and then we look at what's going on today um we have this whole new movement kind of like a new mark being put on us this ados thing okay um i don't okay it's american descendants of slavery i didn't know if it was american or african all right, so when you look at that, this ADOS and this thing's going on, we're all being lumped into this, right? If we don't stand up and declare who we are, American descendants of slavery is a term referring to the descendants of enslaved Africans in the area that would become the United States, okay? And so the ADOS movement, and they're, they're pushing for reparations, okay? But what does it say there? In, the, in our divine warning, this is a divine warning for us, right? And not just for us as Moors who know who we are, but for our people, period. Because we have to come out, we have to let them know. It is a sin for any group of people, right, to cling to the names and the principles that delude to slavery. Still clinging to it. It's a term of endearment. Okay? Um, I've been talking about this for a while. There's, there's a group of people in Yemen who are referred to as like the untouchables, right? I finally got the article that I had seen years ago about them, right? So they're they're Yemen's untouchables. They call themselves Muhammashin. That means the marginalized. So they have a nickname. They have a nickname that the people call them too, which means servants, Right, so the people have a mark for them. The rest of the people in Yemen, they have a mark for them that that means servant, servant class. And then they have another nickname. They have another term of endearment, Muhammad Sheen, 
and that means the marginalized so it doesn't it doesn't that name that they have for themselves it doesn't denote their national descent it doesn't denote their line of descent like who they are who they really are where they come from and then their dark skin dark skin ethnic group that for centuries has been consigned to the bottom of Yemen's social scale all right and um yeah if you look up that term Muhammad Sheen that just means the marginalized ones it was adopted by the members of the community itself to escape the derogatory term of Akdam. Akdam means servants. And that's what they're called there, <laughs> right? The servants. So, um, and this is what they look like. I mean, they, you know, I guess you would say of African descent. And they're at the bottom. Okay. Um, as I was saying here, the other Yemenis, they have a name for them too. But that name means servants. What did it say in the divine warning? What did it, it said this? It, what did it say about that? Right? Um, if you cling to these names, you're subject to the abuses and mistreatments that the citizens care to bestow upon them. Those who fail to recognize the free national name of their constitutional government, they have to have their own government. They're classed as undesirables and are subject to all inferior names and abuses and mistreatments that the citizens care to bestow upon them. There's nothing that they can do until they correct their name, correct their identity. No one else can help them and they can't even help themselves. And then it says here, in a country where belonging to a tribe is vital to guaranteeing protection, status, and livelihood, their community and they're saying that estimates are up to 3 million people is without a tribe and ignored by the government, right? So they, they, you know, they're suffering the most, okay? And, um, you know, you, you don't want to get caught in this, this victimhood where, you know, people wear that like a badge of pride, like here, like kind of like you, you, you see like, well, here in Columbus, we have a, like a museum, almost a museum to slavery where it's like, they turned the whole inside of the corridors of this uh, Martin Luther King Center into the inside of a slave ship. Okay. And so like doing that doesn't empower us. Right. They're saying they're naked. They have nothing They're at the bottom. They live in slums. And I'm not saying this to, you know, to, um, to depict these people in any type of way, right. Just going through the article, and, and reading what they're saying about themselves, what they're going through. Okay, they're suffering the most. And it's not just because of their skin color. And they, they don't even get the correct count on how many people are, are there. You know, some estimates say 500,000, but then they're saying it's more likely 3 million of them. And at the bottom, they don't, they're not recognized by the government and they get taken advantage of. Then also, um, back to their origins. The origins of the Muhammadan are unclear. Popular tradition has it that they are the descendants of Ethiopian soldiers who invaded Yemen in the 6th century. Other theories suggest they were African peoples who were among the first to inhabit the coastal cities in Yemen. So it's just like us. Origins unclear, right? Our origins, what are they supposed to be? We're from somewhere in West Africa. What does West Africa look like? You can't be from West Africa because West Africa is huge. That's not 
where, where, where in West Africa? Look at all these countries. They consider West Africa. It says Mauritania, the land of the Moors. That's what Mauritania means. Mauritania, huge nation. Mali, huge. Niger, Chad, Nigeria, Cameroon, right? I could keep going on. Equatorial Guinea, Senegal, Guinea, Ivory Coast, Liberia, Ghana. It's, it's just huge. Probably bigger than the continental United States just by itself right so you can't you can't be from west africa not saying that you don't have any ancestry there just saying that's not descriptive enough that's not good enough right so they gave that they did that they created these murky origins for us so our origins are unclear popular tradition has it right so they don't know who they are they have no tribe they have no line of descent and so even the statistics on them could be 500,000, more likely 3 million. So they, they don't have their own census. They don't have their own um, government. They're not recognized. And that's, I'm not saying this to harp on them, just we're in a similar situation, okay? And um, just in case anybody was wondering, Yemen, that's in, um, that's in southern, uh, the south part of the Arabian Peninsula, right down there at the bottom of the Arabian Peninsula, Okay. And if you look at Yemen, it says it's around 28 million people. And it's comprised of Arabs, Afro-Arabs, South Asians, and Europeans. Okay? So they're, they're at the bottom, and they're marginalized. And it's not just because of the skin color. It's because they've been boxed up. They've been boxed into a category that's not serving their benefit. <clears throat> And this is why it's so important for us to come into our own, our own culture that's for real, that was literally created by and for us, right? That's also why I was referring back to the divine warning, right? That warning, that is so real. That's why it's to be read at every meeting, right? Because it's so easy to get caught up in the rhetoric and the things that are going on. We suffer not because we're Black, no, because we fail to recognize, right? We fail to recognize the free national name of our constitutional government. What is our constitutional government, right? Those who fail to recognize the free national name of their constitutional government, that's referring to the divine constitution, to, to our government, right? We have a theocratic government. That, this, this was returned to us. Without that, we're classed as undesirables and are subject to all of the abuses and mistreatments that everyone else cares to bestow upon us. So that's why you'll see the videos of some Asian dude, you know, beating on one of our women, right, in the, in the store. And you'll see everybody, everybody taking that out on us, right? And then you see the Asian hate thing, they turn and flip it and they get money for that right away. We still looking and waiting for reparations, right? This is why, this is why it's a sin for us to continue to, to go along with this, right? We are to claim our own free national name and religion. That's the only issue. There's but one issue for them to be recognized by this government, right? The United States and of the earth. So this can't be, it can't be ignored. And um, we, we're basically, you know, we, we have, what we have with the prophet returned, the constitution, the Quran, he returned our ways to us. 
reconnected us to our our ancient religion by returning us to Islam, right? Now, what we really have, we're sleeping giants and don't even know what we really have, how powerful it is. We have the keys to our freedom right here and there, right? And it's, it's been buried, but now it's been unearthed. Now it's time to come in and claim who we are. So um, just wanted to reiterate on that because that's the whole reason why. And so that's why when we um, go into the constitution, right? Go to act six. What does it say in act six? The Moorish Americans are the descendants of the ancient Moabites whom inhabited the Northwestern and Southwestern shores of Africa. That's important, right? We can't be just from West Africa, right? We saw all of those nations that are there and they have all the probably thousands of tribes, right? You have Mauritania, the land of the Moors, Senegal, all these places, right? You can't know. You need to be from a, you have to have a line of descent because everyone does. And, it, and it's so, it's important, but it's to the point now in 2022 where people take it for granted, right? Because all these other people here, they have it and they don't even care no more. They're good. We're not because nobody else is going through this Black Lives Matter stuff, right? <laughs> so, you know, they can afford to take it for granted. We can't. We can't overlook it and just be like, oh, it doesn't matter anymore. No, it still matters because you, you're dealing with stuff that, that our people were going through in the Inquisition. When, when they were going and slaughtering Moors, when, when you had to proclaim Christianity, and if you even looked like you weren't going wholeheartedly with um, Christianity, they were chopping heads off. Okay, so we, we're, we're going through that right now still. So we can't take it for granted. We are not Negroes, colored folks, Black people, or Ethiopians. Why? Because these names were given to slaves by slaveholders in 1779 and lasted until 1865 during the time of slavery. But this is a new era of time now. So we all must proclaim our free national name, especially us. And, and with this, just, it's just important, right? The Moorish Americans are the descendants of the ancient Moabites. And just by that alone, like, look at what the Moabites did. These are real people. This is our line of descent. If you type Moabites and Petra on Google, look at what the Moabites built. You have a real area that they inhabited. You have buildings built out of, it looks like they were built out of stone, right? Solid stone a real people with a real history. You have to have a line of descent. You can't just say you're Aboriginal, right? That doesn't do anything. You can't just make something up. That's not good enough. Even those people in Yemen saying they're calling themselves the marginalized, right? We don't want to call ourselves the marginalized. We don't want to call ourselves American descendants of slaves. We don't want to start ourselves off as slavery anymore. They've already been doing that to us for how many years? If everyone in school here or that went to school at one point in time, you know, they start us off as slavery. Black history starts as slavery. So we can't do that anymore. We can't, right? So we're the descendants of the ancient Moabites. This is extremely important. So that line of descent was established and it's real and it connects us to the creators of civilization. And this had to be done. All right. This table 
was prepared for us right in the midst of our own enemies. And they couldn't do anything about it to stop it. All right. And so now it's time. Um, let's go ahead and keep going. Uh, All right, so no, we can't be Negro, Black, Colored, Ethiopian, ADOS, um, um, foundational Black Americans, or anything else, any other nickname that somebody else comes up with that doesn't connect us to our line of descent. It's all trash. Sorry, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but it's all trash. We have to have a line of descent. We have to know our tribe and where we came from. And so that's also why going back into the Quran, let's go to chapter 46. The line of descent is clear. There's no confusion on who we are as Moorish Americans. That's important as well, because everyone else has this, even though, like I said, in this day and age, a lot of people take it for granted. I mean, a lot of people are like clueless. They literally, a lot of people are airheads and they, they don't know anything, but they had this. Okay, and they still have people amongst them that know who they are, know where they came from, can rattle off their history, right? It can't be that you are a, a descendant of slaves. So that means that you started in what the 1800s, what maybe the 1700s? Like, no, that's not good enough. Okay, so going to chapter 45, the divine origin of the Asiatic nations, what does it say? The fallen sons and daughters of the Asiatic nation of North America, obviously talking about us, need to learn to love instead of hate and know that they're higher and lower self and lower self. This is the uniting of the Holy Quran of Mecca for teaching and instructing all Moorish Americans, ETC. The key of civilization was and is in the hands of the Asiatic nations, the Moorish, who were ancient Moabites and the founders of the holy city of Mecca. So it's, it's clearly explained who we are, right? We descend from the creators of civilization, the founders of the holy city of Mecca, the ancient Moabites, right? And then it's also listed as well, others who are Muslims as well, others who are Asiatics, okay? But then coming back to us, the Asiatic nations of North, South, and Central America, the Moorish Americans, all right? This is just letting it be known so that there's no confusion on who we are. No one else. I mean, people can try, but no one else can tell us who we are. We know we don't have to get anyone else's permission to be who we are. And even though times change, you are who your ancestors were without doubt or contradiction. And no man can change that. Right. Unless their powers extend beyond the great God, Allah. So no one can change that. And this is important. So this is returned to us so that we know who we are, so that we stand on solid foundation, right? This is, on, this is also why this is on the cover of our Quran questionnaire. We had to be lifted out of the cares of the world, drowning, drowning in the cares of the world and lifted onto the solid rock of salvation. So from an earthly perspective, right? Leaving all the mystical, um, um, spiritual to the side for a second, from an earthly perspective, we physically, we have to understand who we are. We have to know our history, our line of descent, because with all this information out here, right, you have 
you have information just floating around in all directions. You have people who sound good, sound like they know what they're talking about, saying all types of things, right? And especially about us, okay? That will have you all over the place, right? One minute, you're Hebrew Israelite. Next minute, you're listening to the people like, oh, we have original. And they, I mean, just, just so much stuff, right? So without this solid foundation, you could be bouncing around and getting no salvation, no closer to really understanding who you are and standing on that solid foundation, that solid rock of salvation, right? So we have that now with this. We know who we are, right? And then, you, can, of course, we get deeper into understanding what that really means to be a Moabite, the creators of civilization. So you understand how even these other things that people are saying can tie into that. It's like, okay, yeah, but you know why, all right? And just in that alone, that's power. That's what makes the nation, you know, physically, where we all can agree we, we can have that unity of thought, right? Raising our thoughts to this high degree so that we can now move forward in, in unity and move forward um, in prosperity, all right? Uh, sorry, I was trying to. I forgot what I was about to show you, Morris, but um, it's it's all right. Um, so I see we have a hand raised. Islam, sister. Islam. First of all, I would like to rise and give perfect praise to our Father God Allah. Honest to His Prophet Noble Ali. Honest to all the lost prophets. Honest to all you Muslims in attendance and everything, Morris. I like to add um a little bit to that because. That is definitely so important for us to understand because if we look up the government document, um, SF-181, it shows that all civilized groups of people come from an original people, except the African-American or so-called black man. And that is extremely important to look up and understand what that document is stating because that is not um, conspiracy theory, that's not something hearsay, that is a real government document that you could pull up right now online and you can read and you can see that all civilized groups of people originate from an original people, an ancient people, except for the slave, right? The, the person that was created, the so-called Black Negro color folks of um, United States of America, we are not connected to the original people. And that's why we do not accept that. We do not claim that. And that's why we have a prophet, Nobudrali, who came to let us know what happened to us and to reconnect us to an original people that is our forefathers. Islam, I am for Yeah, Islam says so. Um, yeah, that that document um, just shows the different ethnic groups and um, Asian people having origins in any of the original people. Everyone on here has origins in the original peoples, as she said, except for black. And um, you know, of course, they tell us that's just an oversight or something else, but you, we know there's no coincidences. Why? 
is everyone else descending from an original people, except for the undesirables who don't know their line of descent, who's, who have an unknown origin, <laughs> right? So it's only us, right? We're the only people that have origins in any of the Black racial groups of Africa. Everyone else is an original people. Original people of the Far East, all of this stuff. American Indian, original peoples of North and South America. Everyone comes from an original. They even have Native Hawaiian or Pacific Islander. And they come from the original peoples of Hawaii, Guam, Samoa, and other Pacific Islands. Uh, white, original peoples of Europe, Middle East, or North Africa. We're the only ones that just come from a Black racial group. So we have no origin, right? The origin is unknown, right? Like like the Nation of Islam, they put the X on your name when you join. Um, not saying that in any kind of way, you know, much respect to the Nation of Islam, but they, the, what they do, what they've been doing for the longest, they put us into a box where the origin's unknown, you have no line of descent, even though you may not think of this being like Yemen, where tribal affiliations are important. No, everyone has to have a line of descent, and it's it's it was so important in the past, and now people can take it for granted because they have it, right? We've been established here for hundreds of years now, maybe 200 years, a little more, of not having a line of descent, and that's why we can't take it for granted, okay? We have to declare our independence. Well, we don't have to. The prophet already did that, right? We don't have to reinvent the wheel, okay? But we do have to come into the fold. So um, that's why, you know, just going back to the uh, what I was saying, that's why it's important to have this foundation so that even with all the confusion and all the other information that you're going to encounter that we're all going to see, that, that you've been seeing, you can stand on solid foundation. Okay? So, yeah, we, we, we can't be these things that were created to enslave us because man is made in the image and after the likeness of God, Allah, right? So we, we know our divine origin. That's even a chapter in our Quran. We know our divine origin. So of course, we're not going to take on marks that were placed upon us, right? Um, and then what title does Satan give himself? God, right? So they giving themselves the title of the ruler of the land. Will you define the word white? White means purity. Purity means God, and God means the ruler of the land. Okay? And this is, um, I mean, this is easy to understand and see, right? This is just a portion of the process that was done, you know, um, psychologically to, to make this change, this, this, um, this change in power. And then for us, to whom do we refer to at times as being the great God? Allah. All right. This is important, too, that this understanding was returned to us. Um, Allah, if you look at that word, right, these people can break it down and say all types of stuff. If you look at Allah, it's Al, the A-L, Al-Lah. Al, A-L in um, Arabic means duh. And la mean God. Allah. Allah. That means the God. Real simple. The God. Okay? 
So it doesn't really matter what language people use. You can say God, it doesn't really matter. But we, we refer to as Allah, that means the God, like the, you know, the creator, the sustainer, real simple. So, you know, people could say arm, leg, leg, arm, head and all that, but it's, you know, it's, it's even greater than that because we're talking about the sustainer, right? This is keeping the sun, you know, going to earth, everything, the sustainer, the creator that's in everything or that everything is inside of is the devil made in the image and likeness of Allah, right? Because we, we were made in the image and likeness of Allah, right? So no, he is the shadow, the shadow of our lower selves and will pass away. But it has a purpose. Who made the devil? Elohim. So why, why was the devil created? It actually has a purpose, right? Without a foe, a soldier never knows his strength. So after a while, a carnal mindset, a carnal mind was um, sprang forth. It was created from the flesh. And it began to serve as a challenge for us, right? To do what? To prove the might of Allah, to redeem ourselves. And in doing this, proving the might of Allah. That, hey, you can come into this world not knowing anything, right? Not connected, not even knowing your connection to Allah. Find this out. Fully realize that Allah is in you and overcome this foe, right? And so this carnal nature soon became a foe that man must fight, that he might be the strength of Allah made manifest. So it has a purpose and it was created by Elohim. You know, the Elohim are created by Allah. You know, in many cultures, in many traditions, they would see the Elohim as God or as gods. Okay? But they are, once again, just like us, they are creations. Who is Elohim? Elohim's the seven creative spirits that created everything that ever was, is, and ever more to be. So they're over different aspects of creation. Um. If we go into the Quran, I think chapter nine. Let's see. Forgive me. Um, can't find a verse right now but just going into if you um, want to on, on your own look into chapter 9 just touches on the Elohim speaking about their boundless power how they created everything that um, ever was or is okay so they have they have a task to do they each have different portions of creation that they're over Okay, and this is also why we see the seven in everything, right? Because it's a divine number, right? So that's why it's in the circle. It's, you know, there's seven days in creation, seven days in a year, all right? It's all tied in. And um, there's also seven hermetic laws of life, right? The hermetic principles. And these are universal laws, okay? I would advise, too, to um, look that up. Um, on your own, look up the seven hermetic um, 
Hermetic, H-E-R-M-E-T-I-C, seven hermetic principles or laws. All right, and um, I do wanna open the floor up to questions. If anybody has any questions or any anything you would like to say, anybody like to demonstrate? Right. So um, one reason we go over this, though, so, like, this, though, like uh, Islam says, I yield the floor. I yield the floor. Oh, I had a question. I was asking, why did the Europeans call themselves white? Like, did they know the meaning of it, or they just named it like that? All right, Islam. All right, so, Islam. Um, yeah, they. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely. I would say they know the meaning they, um, because they defined it, right? And even though. Um, the definitions, like the words that they're creating, they're based off of older languages. That's why we, um, a lot of us study this thing called etymology. Etymology is when you, you look up a word, like for example, in the dictionary it may show what that word actually came from, like an older language, right? So this word white then would have come from something else that had these categories, um, these uh, principles, right? Meaning purity, meaning God and ruler of the land. Okay, so they didn't really come up with this. All right, and so when they named themselves white, because when they were first coming over here, um, the colonists, they were referring to themselves by their, their nation, right? They wouldn't have said they were white. They would have said they were Irish, right? Or they're from Holland or whatever, whatever nation they're from. But once they got over here, they created a caste system. And they put themselves at the top, referring to themselves as white. And they created, of course, the, the label for us. That's why they created those laws. That's why you'll see in the 1740. Uh, Negro Act that was up here, that they actually created this law that was defining who, who the Negro is, and then also it goes on to limit what they can and can't do, right, that they're slaves. Negro means slave. And in this same law here, it also lets it be known that um, pretty much everybody who was brown complexion was is to be considered a negro doesn't matter where they're from so they knew at the time that these people were the indigenous people when they first got here they weren't calling us negroes when they first got here they they started to call us indians even though that wasn't our name that's what they referred to us as then later on they said okay we're gonna we're gonna start calling all of them negroes and negro is just gonna be understood to mean slave and so if you can see in this same act of 1740, um, if you can read between the lines, it lets you know, let's see if I can find it real quick. Okay, section two. Under this provision, it has been uniformly held that color is prima facie evidence that the party bearing the color of a Negro, mulatto, or mestizo is a slave. But the same prima facie 
result does not follow from the Indian color. So this is saying that under this, they're, they're, they're telling you what they're doing. This is telling you that under this Negro Act of 1740 is to be uniformly held. That means it's to be understood universally that color, your skin color, is the main evidence that you are a Negro and you're a slave. The party bearing the color of a Negro, mulatto or mestizo, is a slave. So they're trying to give you the different variations of tones of skin. You could be dark, you could be brown, you could be real light skin. That means you're a slave. Bearing the color of the Negro, mulatto, mestizo is a slave. Right? Tan, brown, whatever. Slave. But that same prima facie, that same main evidence result does not follow from the Indian color. Meaning, if it's known, you could be wearing the headdress, maybe you have feathers or something on. Everybody knows you're a so-called Indian. That That's no longer the proof for you being an Indian anymore. That means you are a Negro and a slave. So is that understood? Like this is this is like them writing this law so that they all know. Uh, yeah, that used to be known that people that were dark skin are the indigenous Americans, but now that means they are slaves. Period. Okay, and that made it really hard then for the people, even the ones who still had their traditions, still had their, um, still speaking the indigenous languages still living, you know, with the same traditions and all that, it made it hard for them to carry that on because it's like, look, all of you are Negroes now and you're all in a position where you can get enslaved, literally, right? You don't have rights. And so they did this on paper. They left a big paper trail, okay? The only thing is our our people still don't notice. They still don't get it, okay? And that's why they start us off as slavery. Right, so Black History, this is from the African and Black History Twitter page. They actually shared this tweet talking about on this day in 1619, the first Black slaves landed in Jamestown. The history of Black America began. It began with slavery? Really? No, we don't start in slavery. But this is what happens when you don't recognize your own line of defense. The um, descent right this is also what happens when you have you have someone from amongst you meaning prophet noble drew ali he's one of us from north carolina comes to you with divine instructions from a lot to help get you back in alignment right because uh, they pulled it off where the majority of us had lost the connection after doing this to a generation or two of people Right, that third generation, they don't even know who they are anymore. Right, and then they literally were breaking up families, selling children off to different places. That by the time you get to the third generation, you know, it's gone. We don't even know who we are anymore. You might, you might have some grandparents that say, oh yeah, grandma was an Indian or granddad's an Indian, but that's about it. That's as far as it goes for most of us. And so they, you know, they destroyed that. It took divine intervention to get us back in alignment with Allah so that we can honor our forefathers and foremothers so that we can come back into our divine covenant with the creator okay that's why I was showing that article showing the um, people 
that they um, call the undesirables in Yemen, right? That's why they suffer because they're not honoring their forefathers and foremothers. And I'm not saying it is bad and it's their fault, <laughs> but at the end of the day, just like us, that's why they're suffering. That's why it, it even mentioned it in that article that they don't know their origin. Okay. So we have to honor this. Um, we can't take it for granted. And then, you know, especially for the younger people, right? Um, the children, you can't take this for granted. Right? If your parents are on this path, you need to take it and run with it. You can't take it for granted because nobody's going to save you. Nobody, we have someone who came and, and the prophet said, now take these keys and save yourself. No one else is going to do it for you. No one's going to tell us who we are. We have to do this. We have to um, work together and move as a unit, right? And we have to honor who we truly are. So if we don't honor it, no one will, right? Because a lot of people are happy still that we're comatose, comatose, meaning that we're in a coma. They're happy with that because you have people right now that can come over here from another country and they can go straight to the hood and they can, and they might be, you know, they might um, not have any money, right? So they're not even coming over here with money, but they can go to the hood and become millionaires, right? They can go and open up businesses and um, get rich off of us not knowing who we are. So we have to put a stop to that. All right. Because if everybody else is able to eat off of us, why would they help us? <laughs> They're not going to. They're not trying to. All right. So it's it's all on us. Um, Islam. So hopefully I answered your question. Yes, the Europeans understood what that meant when they um, labeled themselves as white. And they also understood what it meant when they labeled us as Negroes, because as you can see from that law, they made sure that Negro means slave and that anyone that even resembles what they consider a Negro is a slave. All right, so yes, it was done on purpose. Islam, does, um, does anyone else have anything they would like to say or any questions? Okay. All right. So yeah, um, if there's no questions or comments, so let's go ahead and go into the closing of the meeting. Right. All meetings are to be open and closed promptly according to the circle seven in love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Everyone, please rise and face the east with the closing prayer. Okay. And just once again, as we close, this is why it's of the utmost importance for us to hold to this, right? Remember that. Don't ever forget that. No one else is coming to save us. Matter of fact, everyone else is able to eat off of us because we're not honoring our principles and honoring um, our, our um, covenant. We're not coming into it, all right? So um, it's on us. And on that note, let's go ahead and close out. Um, we stand with our heels together, feet at a 45 degree angle, holding up two fingers on the right and five on the left. 
You do not need to repeat after me. Allah, bind our hearts and minds back to our ancient forefathers, divine creed and principles. We ask this in thy holy name and the seven Elohim. Amen. Islam, Islam, Islamism. Peace and love, Moors. This meeting is now adjourned. Excellent bill, Grant. Thank you.